You're listening to the Art of Parenting podcast. I'm your host, Jeanne-Marie Penel. My intention is to share with you simple tips and tricks that will make a huge difference in your life, as well as giving you all the support and encouragement you deserve to enhance your parenting experience. I've created this safe place for us to explore the issues and concerns that matter to you bringing you clarity and solutions with Q&A sessions and inspirational conversations with world-renowned experts in a variety of fields. I've recently created a private community for us to continue these supportive and uplifting conversations. Click the Join the Art of Parenting Community Here button on this page and I will see you there. I'm a firm believer that parenting was never meant to be done alone, and I'm here to debunk the general consensus that it has to be hard. A warm welcome to you, and thanks for tuning in. Hello, and welcome back to The Art of Parenting. This is your host, Jeanne-Marie Penel, and today I have a returning guest. I'm very excited to be having a conversation with Deborah Pascali Bonaro. And Deborah has been, uh, I've been a fan of Deborah's for a long time, let's say. Uh, She is a wonderful doula that trains people all over the world and has just come out with a new book called The Ultimate Guide to Sex After Baby. And Deborah, I'm just so happy that you are back and that you've made the time to have this important conversation. Oh, thank you so much for welcoming me back. And it's such a pleasure to be here and always great to talk about my brand, right? Orgasmic birth and the sexuality of pregnancy, birth, and now our newest book, as you said, following up on how sex really impacts our relationship and our body and our well-being after baby too. Beautiful. Thank you. Well, I always like to start my um, interviews with just a simple question or actually a definition, and that would be, how do you define the art of parenting? Oh, that's a beautiful one. I would say the art of parenting for me has been really about love and finding love and connection, one with myself and who am I as a parent and then with my partner and children, because it for me, the art of parenting is all about the family. The relationships are all intertwined. And when any one is out of balance, right, it can throw everyone off. So I would really say it's really about keeping that focus and that communication open about love. Mm, beautiful. Beautiful. And and isn't that where it all started was love, right? So that's beautiful. Exactly. So tell me, um, you know, I I will, I will refer back to episode 23 to, to, to get to know you a little bit better and such, but I'm more interested in why this new book. So you, you have been, you know, up until now, very focused into the birth preparation, the actual birthing itself with your beautiful series of orgasmic birth and really empowering us as women, as birthing mothers to really, you know, have this beautiful experience. So why now the ultimate guide to sex after baby? Is this, is this something that was being asked of you a lot or why, why did you feel the need to, to write about this? 
Yeah, I appreciate the question because, yes, I mean, it's a 30-year focus of really doing preparation for pregnancy and birth. And although I was always working postpartum, I've been a postpartum doula. Actually, my roots came from postpartum care, and I've been a doula trainer for postpartum doulas around the world for many years. And what kept coming up for me is, is multifaceted. First of all, in my first marriage, um, our relationship did end in a divorce, and I was a single mom with three small children. Some difficult times parenting and finding my own way after that. And in looking back now, I realize how much of that was a lack of understanding about relationships and parenting, not communicating our needs well to each other, and really a loss of intimacy and sexuality that create, I often feel like we set sail, but no one kind of charted the destination. So we sailed to two different points um, with the assumption that I felt like, okay, well, we're parenting and these are our children. And so we care about our children in the same way. So we'll just meet up again when we get through these hurdles of orally parenting. And, and what I know now is that was a huge mistake and fallacy. And I've just met so many families around the world that have also struggled. And knowing that the divorce rate is highest with new parents and so I started thinking, well, this is something that needs to be talked about. People are telling me these stories, and some people are telling me great success stories and how they're maintaining intimacy, and it's even better than ever. And then others like myself in my first marriage um, really are suffering many times in silence, not talking to even the people closest to them because there's kind of shame involved or they're assuming everybody else is having great sex or connection and love and that they're the only ones not. So for me, it felt like a natural next step because it's the next step in the process that I've been talking about so much about sexuality in pregnancy and sexuality as a part of birth. And I just kind of really thought about it. And I thought, well, why aren't I? Let me step into this because I have so many stories and have been teaching so much in this area. I thought I wanted to put it into a book so everyone could have access to it. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for doing that work because I know it is very important. And, you know, when you say, that we're assuming, you know, other people are having great sex, or we're assuming that that is part of the journey of parenting, which I think some some families do think that is like that you you're no longer intimate because you're so tired and you know you're touched out or 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 all of these things, and that that's just you know a, a sad kind of event of of parenting. But it, it's not. It doesn't have to be that way at all. Not at all. And I think it's so important that we talk about that because I was one of those people, right, that just assumed it was a side effect and that one day it would just come back. And that was really the wrong assumption. I think intimacy and our relationship to ourselves and our body and our partner um, need to be good to be the best parents. Like, 
we need that connection and that intimacy to fuel us. And so learning ways that we can reignite it and not only have the passion that we had when we were new kind of lovers and new in a relationship, but to take it even higher, I think there's uh, an opportunity to have even more expansive intimacy and connection. And that makes us feel more whole as parents. Beautiful. So when you're working with families, whether it is, uh, you know, prenatal or postpartum, what are kind of some of the maybe ways to help them communicate these uh, desires or maybe, you know, anxiety around their their in intimacy? Like, how do you get them to be thinking about this topic? Well, I think underneath it all, what I'm finding from talking to parents is everybody's thinking about it. They might not be yeah. talking about it, but they're all thinking about it. Men and women, you know, it doesn't matter who your intimate partner is. Um, so people, once given the opportunity and safe confidential space, really do want to talk. But I think one of the first things that I'm doing with so many people reaching out to me now, knowing that I'm writing the book, I've been actually um, taking in lots of stories and doing lots of private interviews. So it's been an exciting time is that the first step is really asking ourselves, right? What is our kind of expectations around sexuality in our relationship and in parenting? And some of that is dictated by the broader society's views. Some of that is the household we grew up in and how was sex and parenting there? And most of us, myself included, right, didn't really like to think of our parents as sexual beings, even though we know that's how we all got on this planet, through <laughs> our pan parents having sex. And, and I even add when it's IVF, it's still an act of love, right? So, right. Totally. So, you know, we have a lot to unpack in our own beliefs and values around this so that we can kind of clear the space for us to then identify our own um, values and beliefs, which may be different than our family of origin and society has put upon us. And I often say that we, you know, are living under a time with a lot of patriarchy, and that's not to be male. It's more a philosophy that I believe has held women in particular back from expressing their sexuality as sacred and whole and in many sensual ways. So the first thing is to really look at all those belief systems and then create your own. Beautiful, beautiful, because isn't that... What is important is us evolving and, you know, this this show is really about parenting. And I always say that we are evolving in our own parenting where, you know, how we saw our parents parent or how they were parented, we are constantly evolving. And this is yet another stage of it, this whole intimacy and, and sensuality and sexuality so that we can raise the next generation who can be completely comfortable and talk about it freely and all of that. 
I agree. And even education in school, right? Like we have a long way to go. But when I query in large groups, because I've been speaking about this topic in person for quite a while. And when I ask in large audiences, how many people felt that their parents gave them really healthy, good sexual education and information and made them feel um, open sexually, I've never had an audience more than 25% and usually way lower than that. So when we look at, like you said, our own opportunity in how we're going to pass on this information and these beliefs in the context for our children, it's a real time of change. And for a lot of people, silence, which is what many people tell me they got, is nothing. But silence speaks louder than words because silence instilled for a lot of people shame. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And for me, it's so, so important to, first of all, you know, do the work on your on ourselves, like you were saying earlier, so that we can be, you know, just happy in our body, happy in our in our sexuality and, and model that for our children. Yes. And the other aspect is body image, right? And that's another one that we've had such a put down on because it's hard to be fully in our sexuality. I mean, definitions of sexuality include body image. And particularly for women, this is a hard subject in general. And again, it beliefs, values, media, you know, all of that have played into it. But then when you're postpartum and after having a baby, I hear so much people struggling to get back to their body. And rather than saying, why are we going back? Like, this is the body that gave birth. This is this powerful body that brought life into the world. And how can we love this body and the changes and move it forward? And you know, being a little bit older too, I've realized that our body's constantly changing through life. And if we're trying to get back to something, we're always missing, right? Rather than where are we today? And what are our hidden gems in this new body? Because loving our body is a big step in opening to intimacy in any way, whether it's with ourself or our partner. And great sex is about feeling at home in our body. Oh, I love that, Deborah. And and I got chills because it's we hear so much about, you know, get your ba- your your bod uh, bod back, your before baby bod back. And it's true. It's like, no, you will never be able to. You just you just gave life. It's it's a whole new body that you have. Um, I love that. So important. And what I love about it, too, is I'm hearing so many women from all over the world, the ones that have this healthy model of sexuality that feel at home in their body, their body is even more satisfying to them post-baby. The number of people have said that their sexuality improved because when they own this new body... And when they felt so good about a body that could birth a baby, could do anything, oh my goodness, Uh, one of the things, and it was fun for me, I have to giggle, because like they would send me stories and of their great sex, and like that made 50 shades of gray look like nothing, you know? (laughs) So I was like, this is good to have, you know, real people share their intimate details in a way to say there's so much power for us. And yet, sadly, and I was one of them, and I meet many people, 
you know, without that knowledge ahead of time, without that understanding, we're missing the magic. Mm -hmm. Now, do you think that there is a correlation, though, between the birth that you experience as well in in the those people who who are saying they're having even better sex life or or um do you think that that plays into how that birth experience was for them almost a hundred percent and i'm so glad you asked that because a whole nother aspect that i cover in the book is our birth story Mm -hmm. and you know, it leads into why I've always been preparing people for birth, because, you know, a lot of people just think it's a day, but as you and I know, right, it's a day that changes us forever. And so investing into preparing for birth to give yourself the best chance to have the type of birth that you desire in the way that you're honored and respected and loved um, plays into coming out of birth feeling powerful. Um, if the birth takes a different path, if you feel put down, and sadly, our maternity care system is very dysfunctional right now, and many people are leaving birth um, feeling less than, sadly, some people feeling disrespected, and some people even feeling birth violence. Um, and if we come away from birth with birth trauma, then there's a lot of healing that has to take place for us to step into that next phase of sexuality. And it's not that it's not possible. It's just another piece of really doing the work that has to happen in healing our birth story. And those hidden gems of power are still always there. They're just sometimes hidden deeper because if you've had a difficult birth, if birth has taken a different path, sometimes the most heroic thing we do is give up our desire for a certain birth for our baby's safety and well-being when, say, a cesarean birth is needed. So that's a real heroic act of, act of motherhood to give up our desires for our baby, but it can leave us feeling less than, and we have to really look deeper into how much strength that took to change that path for this our baby's safety. So you're absolutely right. Um, Paving the way to healthy sexuality is really taking the time to process your birth and understand it in deeper ways and how that moves you into who you are now as a parent. Mm, Beautiful. And, And I think, you know, for me, I know I've only recently discovered like in in the past few years this whole idea of sharing our birth stories in in a in a sacred place and i think just that is very healing uh i i assisted in a red tent event um which i you know i had never heard about before and i was just intrigued and and it was just very beautiful to hear the the different arrays of of birth stories and not you know not the birth stories that your girlfriend is going to tell you when you know she knows you're expecting and like you, you don't really want to hear her story and and all of this but this was about really that sacred space that you talk about that i think is so important and 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 being able to heal you know any any feelings that you had around that birth, whether, you know, and and even if it was good, but, you know, most often. So yeah, very important. And, 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 and for me, just more important. So if anybody's listening, who is 
expecting it's just the birth preparation itself that you are so so powerful and you get to choose where how you birth yeah i i have to just say that you know i think if people understood how much birth impacts how you feel about who you are about your body and your sexuality like i i don't understand sometimes why this isn't a huge investment in preparation for parenting is really preparing for birth. So thank you for, for talking about it. And it is in my book. It's really a whole chapter in the book on how we can process um, and heal and integrate our birth. Because for me, it's essential. Mm-hmm. Now, you do you did talk earlier a little bit about sexuality during pregnancy. Uh, can you talk a little bit about kind of what is your maybe advice to to partners both you know what is what is possible and then and then how to kind of become intimate um, after after birth and and kind of I know that there is a time that we should wait to to have sex like you, you probably don't even want to have sex right after baby and and your body just needs to heal um but can you talk a little bit about kind of just what are are you know what your advice is around all of that sure and i think for partners and for you know pregnant women that in pregnancy is really a time to communicate well about sex. I mean, for women, our body's changing. So what might feel good in the past doesn't always feel good. It's finding new positions. Uh, It's finding different ways of turn on because our hormones are changing. And I do want to add that for many women, we are survivors of emotional abuse, sexual abuse. The Me Too movement has really identified that. So really important for women, if you are a survivor, even if you've done great healing before around it, pregnancy is a time to really go deeper, to communicate with your partner if there are you know, things that they need to be more aware to help you feel safe. Um, And it's a real opportunity for healing and bringing that sexuality to the next level. And if you're not a survivor, still think about like, is your sex life? I always use a scale. We have it in our book, Orgasmic Birth from one to 10. And I ask people all the time, like, when you're listening, you can just think of your own number one being, you know, very unsatisfied, or maybe not having sex at all. And 10 being like the best sex ever. And what is that number? And if that number is anything less than a 10, what would it take for you to make it a 10? And that's my goal for people in pregnancy is to find that path, whether it's healing, whether it's just learning new techniques and communicating in new ways to each other so you're sure that you're really hearing each other's needs and desires. And if you can do that in pregnancy, one, you're going to bring that into birth. And, you know, Ina Mae Gaskin's famous quote, the energy that gets the baby in, gets the baby out, is just Mm. so true. And you want to birth 
But your hormones of childbirth are your hormones of orgasm. And your body doesn't know the difference in, so to speak, in the things that would hold you back from having great sex and satisfaction. Those would be the same things that would hold you back from having a gentle, easy birth. And Personally, I believe a lot of our difficult labors are because we're asking people to give birth in environments they could never have great sex in. So their hormones are feeling shy. They don't feel safe. They don't feel private. And so the hormones don't flow. So when we fully understand our hormones and sexuality and pregnancy, we are paving the way for a much gentler, easier and sometimes very pleasurable birth, which is awesome. And then postpartum, this is where it really matters. Like you talked about, you know, we have that healing time and definitely, but depending on your birth, your healing time will vary. I had two people yesterday on a call that were having great sex at two weeks postpartum and they just couldn't wait. They had very pleasurable orgasmic births and they just felt ready and went ahead and had great sex. I have other people that have birth trauma or maybe needed and you know a cesarean birth but it still was challenging on their healing and they're still not feeling really at home in their body and comfortable at 6 months. So even though we say 6 weeks, that's way too soon for many people. So again, this is where your birth will matter. But this is where for partners, communication matters. It's so important to be really listening to each other, to understanding how the birth impacts, how your body feels, how healing's going, but also to find other ways of intimacy. Because if someone's not ready, and, and I really honor for a lot of women, three, four months is still a time that their body doesn't feel quite ready. If there's been tearing or other things, then there's so many other ways to be intimate and maintain your connection and your love. And if you just say, okay, I'm not ready, but don't do the other things, what tends to happen is you set sail to two different destinations and it gets harder and harder to recreate that intimacy and underlying resentment and other things can happen. So postpartum, really talking all the time, doing check-ins and getting good at five-minute check-ins because postpartum, you don't have an hour. You've got five minutes to really hear and listen and honor and say, if this isn't the way we can do it, what can we still do to bring our love to each other? That's beautiful. And and I hear really loud and clear that it's really that open communication, like to really be okay with saying what you need and asking what your partner needs. Totally. I think without that, I mean, that's one of the biggest barriers to good sex is lack of good communication. And it's not just communication about sex. And yes, it is because talking mm -hmm. about what you like and what you don't like and how you like it are really important. But a lot of times the barriers are just that we're, you know, somebody didn't help with the dishes and we're holding a grudge, you know, and we don't talk about if you would just help me with the dishes, that would be the best floor play tonight because then I'd have more energy <laughs> for sex. And so right. I try to get partners communicating that, yes, it is about talking about sex, but 
anything that's kind of creating grudges, which are easy to happen in those postpartum times when you're overwhelmed and exhausted, are going to be barriers to the, the sensuality and the connection and the intimacy that you desire. So you've got to communicate it all. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. Well, this has been just delightful. And, and, you know, is there anything else that you would like to add to this conversation? I would add this, that, again, it's not just about sex, it's getting comfortable with all the different aspects. And one thing I think that gets overlooked is our sensuous nature, and that we take in sensuality with every sense, what we see, what we smell, what we hear, what we taste, and what we feel. And I would encourage, you know, women and partners to really talk about every sense, because you want to bring that in pregnancy, you want to use all those senses in your birth, bring the music, the sounds that you like, the smells that just are safe, but you want to bring that into postpartum. It goes a long way to just take a few moments to create what I often call the ambiance or to just gently turn on one of the senses. And that sometimes is enough just for the moment because it gives you that sensual check-in or touch point. And it also can be the entry in when you're exhausted and touched out to find that there might be new pathways to sensuality that may take a little bit of time, but that will lead you to the intimacy and the sex that you desire. So being open to learning new things, to communicating, and to bringing pleasure in simple little ways that can really make a difference, especially when you're a new parent. Mm, I love that. And so so beautiful to be reminded that it's about all of our different senses that you know when you when you talked about love at the beginning it's it's that being in that in that gratitude of of what we see what we smell what we touch everything so beautiful thank you well this has been this has been delightful to reconnect with you and to learn about this um your new book when when is the book coming out it's releasing April 9th. Okay. And we're going to be doing some giveaways if people shoot over to our website, orgasmicbirth.com, as it gets closer. We are going to be giving some copies away. So if people are interested, visit us. But we'll be live on Amazon on April 9th. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for all the great work that you're doing. And good luck with all of your trainings coming up. Thank you so much and have a really blessed day. Thank you. Do you ever feel like you're doing this parenting thing alone? Tired of searching the web for answers to all your parenting questions? Well, I've got you covered. You and I know it does take a village to raise a child, and I'd like to invite you to yours. Be the calm, confident, and peaceful parent you want to be with the support of my parenting membership community. Get all the support you deserve and create the family and home you've been dreaming of. In my parenting community, I share all the tools and strategies I've acquired over my many years of mentoring and helping families find their peace of mind and enjoy a stress-free family life. I've created this community for you to be the parent you want to be 
Let go of the stress and overwhelm today and enjoy your parenting journey with your beautiful children. You both deserve it. In this community, you will find video tutorials that answer your parenting concerns and teach you how to support your child's healthy development. Monthly group coaching calls with me and all the other supportive members where I personally answer all your burning parenting questions. My parenting toolkit, which is full of resources that I've created over my many years of mentoring and speaking to parents and professionals worldwide. And what I love most about my parenting membership community is the amazing supportive village you can lean on. You and I know parenting was never meant to be done alone. So come meet your tribe in the supportive and encouraging village of like-minded parents. It's open 24 hours, 7, just for you. Visit voilamontessori.com slash membership for more information and come join me today to become the parent you know you are meant to be. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Art of Parenting. And if you did, please make sure to share it with your loved ones. And do come share your takeaways in our private Facebook community. I'd also be grateful for a review on iTunes so it can get heard by many more. And remember, if you've got a question, let me know. I'm here for you. Till next time.